You know what time it is. It's 49ers free agency time. Team is full of free agents, and they're going to have to find a way to supply their needs and refill, refuel, and get back to Super Bowl. How are they going to do it? We're going to talk about that right here on the Wayne Breezy Show with the one and only John Chapman. Breezy this, breezy that. They know I'm gold blooded. I got the Niners on my back, you know. And yeah. passing Breezy this, breezy that. Ain't nobody working like Breezy, and that's a fact. Overmotivated is an understatement. Gold blooded to the core, got your squad hating. Breezy make it look easy. Breezy on everything like 05067 Wheezy. This is not a game. Yeah, we faithful in every way. And even though we on the East Coast, very loyal to the Bay. Heavy red and gold every day. And if you really a Niner fan, I know you can relate. Applying pressure with this content like smaller bear. We not accepting no slander by trace, so beware. I stay in exclusively Niner hats. And I always tell the truth, this exclusively Niner facts. Breezy this, breezy that. They know I'm gold blooded. I got the Niners on my back, you know. Yeah. Hey, what's going on? We touched down, man. It's your boy Breezy. It's your boy John. It's the John and Wayne show right here on the Wayne Breezy show. What's going on, John? Dude, I'm so pumped, man. Uh, Like, I'm I'm finally getting like the little inch that could. Like, I got through the like I don't know depressing part of the season ending and now i'm like pumped and excited about the future and the draft and free agency and this upcoming season and i'm pumped to be here man Uh, i look forward to friday mornings now because of you that's what i like to hear john i'm i've actually you'll be proud of me i started watching film on free agents which is the most boring as shit ever because (laughs) because they're not my they're not on my team like (laughs) so now i gotta watch different schemes different players and how they can fit and, and 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 it's fun. But anyway, ladies and gentlemen, thank y'all so much for being here. Shout out to some of everybody. We got the early people in the pop. Big Papa was early, said he can't watch the show, but he's definitely gonna watch it on the on the reprise. Uh Fernando 49ers underscore throwback is here. Good morning. Uh prize and shine. I think he meant rise and shine, but I like prize even better. Demarcus is in here. All right, Uncle Scott's in the building. What's going on, baby? The offseason begins. Callie wants to wish Michael Jordan the GOATs. The greatest basketball player of all time. A happy no birthday. debate. No yeah. debate. No debate. Christy Marie is in the building. Young Montana, I see you out there. Marty Marr is in the building. What's going on? My man Eddie G is in the building. Felicia, I see you out there. Oh man, let's let's have a great show. What's going on, Terrence? How you doing, baby? All right, listen. Today's show is going to be cool because John and I are going to break down some scenarios with the 49ers salary cap and free agency. Whether they're signing their own free agents or whether they're going to be able to sign, or whether they're going to be able to make a splash in free agency, and I think that's what you guys want, right? And don't worry, it's not going to be a one-show thing. This is going to take some time. Things are going to end up changing depending on certain things that go down within the 49ers. But before we do, let's get to some of the 49ers news, man. They know it, guys. Make sure you like, comment, and subscribe. Bang! All right, boom. We'll leave it at that. It's Friday. Friday shows are quicker. Let's get to some news. The 49ers, John. Uh, hired Clint Kubiak, and they're going to give him a nice offensive role position within the 49ers organization. John, I'm, I'm, I love the wording in that because where in the hell will he p- be in the 49ers organization? 
My assumption is passing game coordinator, but that's not really his forte. His forte is run game coordinator, but Chris Forrester has that role. So there's some movement that they could do. They could bump, you know, Forrester to assistant head coach, Kubiak there. They could put Kubiak in assistant head coach role. If Aaron Lynn leaves, like there's some movement that needs to take place. And all of this just has to do with salaries and protecting them from being poached in the future. So let me just say this. Kubiak coming in with his brother. Now there's two, Clint and Clay. Clay, Clay. Um, it's, it's the Shanahan way. You know, the Shanahan loyalty program lives on. Is this a great hire? I don't think as far as like ceiling of coaches, this is the type of guy that will be an offensive coordinator or a head coach one day. I don't see that taking place. But the strength of this hire is in the familiarity with Shanahan's scheme and the familiarity with Shanahan. So Shanahan's getting one of his dudes that he gets to be around after losing. They lost 17 out of 21 coaches the past two years. <laughs> 17 out of 21. So familiarity is important at some point, and perhaps they could adjust the kind of slow season start offensively uh, that they've had in the past. I think it's Correct. important to bring in people that he is familiar with, people that he is comfortable with, like you said, to negate those slow starts you know and and I, I was saying to Mike yesterday on nothing but Niners like sometimes that slow start isn't just because of the players it's because you have all these new coaches trying to get acclimated to the head coach's system the head coach's way and and you see it happen you saw it happen last year the team just looked slow and it started slow and some of it had to do with just the coaching being able to adjust and then once they got into that rhythm, once they got into that groove, once they got their groove back, it was just like, oh, we're going to just keep riding and churning the wheels. And so this is an important hire, in my opinion, right? A, it's Kubiak Shanahan. I don't care what the lineage, I don't care what uh, decade that you have them together. As long as there's a Kubiak and the Shanahan pairing, it's going to mean something good is going to happen. Uh, Clay's been here for a while, and now we're getting the brother Clint. I feel like the best thing from this situation is there could be a possible free agent signing from the Minnesota Vikings. I loved it when you text me. My face lit up. It's always lit up. It's always red like a Christmas tree. But uh, <laughs> Christmas trees aren't red. But uh, I, I, I was like, I saw your text, and I was like, hell yeah. So I don't want to steal your thunder. No, uh, this is perfect because you we set it up on the John and Wayne show. When you asked me about uh, who do I want to bring in as a free agent, and I said, I we need a center. And I said, I wanted to get Connor McGovern. And you said you liked this Garrett Bradbury and Garrett Bradbury. And I'm saying, yeah, but you know, yeah, <laughs> I want the sure thing and, and not, not another project and go figure. We hire Clint Clint possibly maybe bringing a new center to the San Francisco 49ers. So that might be actually cool. Like, you know what I mean? I sat there and I said, I was watching film on these players. So I had to go and get some film. Uh, the highlight reel for him was him catching that tipped pass from Kirk Cousins off of a defender back into his hands for a game. So that's his highlight reel. But um, the thing that I did like about him, John, which I had to go back and watch, is his quick snap fire off the ball and him getting, you know, sealing out that, you know, his, his you know, where he is, he's sealing out. He's really quick, really good feet. He's able to seal out. He's really good in the run game. Yes. He's really good in the run game. That's what I've been watching so far. And then he's able to get to that second level and still make the seal. So it's just like, oh, snap, this guy might actually fit. Now, he was in a car accident. He did have some injuries. But 
I don't know if Minnesota is going to be looking to move on from him. It, that was their former first round pick in 2019. What are your thoughts on Garrett Bradbury again? I like him. Um, I'd say he might be a, he gave up two sacks last year. Okay. Um, and so maybe he's a slight downgrade in pass protection, which you hear that as an Niners fan. You're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I don't want that. But he is a major upgrade in the run game. And we have talked a lot on my channel and your channel about how Jake Brindle definitely outperformed what everybody expected. However, in the run game, he did not. Pass game, he did. He was great. Uh, run game, terrible. Um, he was not good all year long. He was sufficient, but not good. In, in the Shanahan scheme, you want your offensive lineman to excel in run blocking. That way, the play action and all that stuff feeds off of that. And Brindle was kind of a misnomer there because he didn't really fit the traditional Shanahan offensive lineman mold. Garrett Bradbury does to a T. I did a poll question this morning on Twitter, and the poll was which center um, would you want? And and I put up a couple of centers: uh, Bradbury, free agent, uh, Ethan, uh, is it Posick out of from uh, Cleveland, I believe. Uh, and then I put up Jake Brindle. And I can't remember the other one that I put up there. But who would you who would you want here? Would you want Brindle back? I would prefer Bradbury over Brindle um, for a few reasons. One, he's three years younger. Two, he's a better scheme fit. Um, athleticism, I think they're on par. Two of probably the most athletic centers in the NFL. Um, but just longevity. The fact that you could possibly get a center for the next three years, uh, three to four years. If you bring back... Um, Brindle, you're talking one to two years max, and we just continue this revolving door at the center position. I'd be, I would prefer Bradbury, and I think they're going to be about the same price. Bradbury might be a million or two more, but not too much more. I like that. We got a super chat contribution from Miss Jacqueline Knox. She says, Hey, Wayne and John, all I the faithful it. and all the faithful, have a great day. Thank you so much, Jacqueline. Man, I hope that move is going well, Jacqueline. Uh, just thinking about you yesterday, so uh, just, just. You got this, girl. You got this. <laughs> it's cold out in Colorado, man. I'm, it I'm, is cold. Oh, I'm, I'm rocking all oh, this is Utah, but uh, that's okay. I'm rocking my ski shirt today. Utah, man. The All-Star game is this weekend. Any thoughts? Luca, Luca, Luca. Luca, Luca, Luca. Tatum, Tatum, Tatum. <laughs> yes, we're doing it on this show. Um, <laughs> but that, you know, I'm, I'm sitting here saying, all right, the 49ers, they, they, have, a lot of, they have a lot of necessary needs. Like they 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 need a lot of players, a lot of a lot of quality players, and then they also need depth. And I feel like they're gonna take care of the depth. But the question is, how do they get better and get those quality players? Because they're gonna be losing some guys. All right. And so if let's let's start, let's start with that. Let's start with who we're going to be losing um on the offensive side. And I believe it's just those offensive linemen. Uh Ross, uh, you can t- add the two tight ends, Ross Dwelly and Tyler Croft. Uh, those guys probably won't be back with the 49ers. Any other key losses on the offensive side? Uh, so just people that are scheduled to go to free agency, McGlinchey, Brunskill, Brindle. Um, those three are the big ones. Um, outside of that, Jimmy Garoppolo, but he's a foregone conclusion. He gone. Yeah. Um, and I, I wish him the best, and I hope he does well. But mm-hmm. he's gone. He's not coming back. And I still got. I still get lots of DMs and emails about how, man, I really think they're going to re-sign Jimmy. Let me just tell you, it's not Jimmy Garoppolo's getting $30 million plus. Yeah. $30 million plus per year where he is going. He, he ain't coming he back. He gave the Niners 
the discount of a lifetime yeah. this season. Uh, and I'm thankful for everything Jimmy did. 100%. But it's best for him. It's best for the Niners. It's best for everybody, probably this fan base, if he goes. Um, 100%. 100%. All right. So, I mean, those are the key the key pieces on, on the offensive side. Let's go to the defensive side because I think that's where we take the hit. And let's start, let's start with the levels. Let's do it by levels. Let's start with the – actually, let's start at the top. Let's start okay. with let's start with uh, the cornerbacks, and then we'll go with the safeties. We'll go with the linebackers, and we'll go with the with the down linemen. So you got Jimmy Ward. Uh, he's the big one. So Jimmy Ward and Tayshawn Gibson. Those are interesting because I think Ward's gone. I'm putting him in the Jimmy G category. Uh, he wants to play safety. He's made that known. He was upset whenever they moved him to nickel. Literally had an argument or conversation. And the way that Jimmy Ward put it was. I don't want to play nickel and Kyle said, well, you want to ride the bench instead? Yep. And he said, all right. And I think at that moment right there, shump, uh, it was done. But Jimmy did his job as a captain, went out and balled out. He gone. He, he's not coming back. Um, Tayshawn Gibson. I really hope they can talk into staying one more year. That is. They got to talk him out of retirement because they got to. I feel I feel like, I mean, I wish we could have won it for him. Too. I, I tell you what, had we won the Super Bowl, he was retiring. Easy. Yeah. Easy, easy decision. Um, and Tarverius Moore as well. He he's he's but he's a player I do not want back in any facet. Um, one of my least favorite special teams player of the year. He was terrible, terrible, terrible. Um, he was terrible. Responsible yeah. for getting Bosa hit on the sidelines, sidelines on the yeah. first. Oh, I was so pissed. Uh, so I, I want Tarverius Moore to find a new spot. I, I think it's beneficial for him. You just want Quantrez Knight to bump up into a spot. I do, um, but I don't know what Tarverius Moore does well. Uh, <laughs> he's got ball I, skills and he's got speed on the back end, but his 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 ability to I thought he always I, I felt like he was always a and I hate to say this, but like he wasn't a great student of the game. No. And well I'm said. not I'm not trying to say that he was slow or whatever. He just could not adjust to what was going on. If, if, this is when he was the best dime cornerback. Like, dime. When he was the dime backer, he was perfect. He had one role, he had one responsibility, and he looked like he could. He had the flashes. And then it was when he had to take on more responsibilities, and then he had the injuries, and then it was it just it, it's just time to move on from certain players. Yeah. So I, I get that. So let's start you, there. you brought up Quantrez Knight, uh, who I, I do love, but I also love Tanner Hudson. Am I saying the safety. name right? Oh, is that is that right? The the other safety. Oh man, I hope I'm not it, wrong on this. So no, we got two safeties, right? Because isn't Taylor Hawkins with us too? Taylor Hawkins I always do that. No, but uh, he had Tanner Hudson. He was a tight end. He was tight end. Sorry, my apologies. Yes. Taylor Hawkins is who I like as our kind of red shirt safety. Now, okay. do I think that he should be fighting for starter snaps? I do not. I do think that he could be our number three safety. Um, Odom's not a guy. He's a Band-Aid only. Yes. Um, George Odom at safety position. Great special teamers. Great signing. But I don't want him fighting for that safety spot. I agree with that. Because um, you want him you want him to excel where he's great at. And if you need him to come in for a snap or two, boom, he could come in for a snap or two. We got a super chat contribution from Dexter. She says the best duo in the game. Appreciate you. Appreciate you so much. Love the avatar too, by the way. Yeah, Dexter's uh, incredible. So that that's it. That's your corner. That's your safety. That's what we're losing. You're losing Jimmy Ward. Listen, I have this affinity for Jimmy Ward. There's something about him that I, I, I want him to be here. I, I know he won't. I, because there's going to be a team, A, that's going to allow him to play safety, and that's going to pay him. 
And the right. 49ers, when, when we get down to the salary cap portion of the show, like we're gonna see, oh yeah, we yeah, sorry, Jimmy. Yeah, you know <laughs> what I'm saying? And so it is what it is. But um, it just sucks because you're losing that that dual threat. And that's why I was high on trying to get uh Chauncer Gardner Johnson because two things. One, he's young. Two, he doesn't have a problem where you play him. He just wants to play football. The only issue with gra- trying to grab him is he's going to be in the money. He's going he's to be very pricey. Gonna and be so expensive. I think if they won the Super Bowl, uh, the Eagles we're referencing here, there would have been a better chance to poach him. Usually players like to get paid after they win the Super Bowl. They cross off the ring. Oh. Um, so I don't know. We'll see. His defensive coordinator left. Uh, we'll have to see what happens. It's a possibility, though. He fits what we do. Definitely. Um, he, he is, he's a fighter. Uh, that dude gets the most personal foul penalties. Uh, he calmed down a little bit this year, but he he's a calm fighter. Down a little bit. He calmed down a little bit this year. Um, but when he was with the saints, good golly, oh Molly, man. Yep. Um, yep. yeah, he made Marshawn Lattimore look calm. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so it's, it's funny. I, I really like the kids play and I think he'll fit well with within the 49ers uh, defense and the way that they play their defensive and their schemes and his ability to, to just be there where the ball is it allows the Hufanga to play like free on that line and just be natural when you can trust those two guys. I think I like that, but I'm with you. I want to find a way to bring back Gibson though. So I feel like, if you do make the splash in the free agency for a guy like that, you still bring in that veteran. And then you still try to figure out if you can have Taylor Hawkins just get those reps. He's going to be on a special teams. He's going to get, you know, what it right. is he needs. And if he has to come in, he gets there. All right, so let's get down to that middle level. Because Aziz Al-Shair is a free agent, and he won't be coming back. The 49ers um, will be moving. He'll be moving on from the 49ers here to say. So let's talk about Aziz. He's incredible, and I think that he starts on 25 teams in the NFL. Like, I mean, he's that damn good. And he's going to be the starting Mike backer for a team. He's going to get paid. That's what I was trying Um, to tell people, John. I was like, this dude is a Mike linebacker, bro. He can Incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Incredible. DFF also, uh, he's a restricted free agent, so DFF will be back. He doesn't have any uh, contract negotiating power. Uh, 49ers basically get a pick what they're going to count him for, probably third round. Uh, pick status but uh but so yeah you're talking that middle level now we did leave out Emmanuel Mosley uh that is the big one we didn't bring up as far as just DBs that's my fault um I do expect him to come back on a pretty cheap one-year deal uh he's probably gonna get the um the Jason Verrett type of a deal um which is cool because then he can kind of like bet on himself and that can work both ways that can work in his favor to whereas oh see y'all suckers didn't want to pay me so I'm about to leave y'all high and dry the following year, or I don't know. It, it could kind of go both ways. It, the know. Niners have bet on him so many times. Un, you know, he was I undrafted know. free undrafted, agent. Yep. Restricted. And earn, earn he restricted. started the Super Bowl his freshman year. I, I know. Rookie year. So. I, I, I agree. But I, I think they bring him back and they ease him back into the rotation. If When he's 100% healthy and ready to go, he's definitely your opposite starting Mooney Ward. Hands down. So let's talk about back to the linebackers, right? Because you mentioned DFF. He's going to get tendered, if I'm not mistaken. He's going to end up with that tender type of a deal, and and it is what it is, you know. Um, I just don't – I don't think he fits, though, the 49ers. 
He's kind of like a George Odom play now. Uh, he came in on defense and was terrible. I forget what game it was. I think it might have been the Falcons. Or no, it was the Chiefs game when Dre Greenlaw got hurt in the second half. And then DFF came in and the game was over at that point. Like literally the first play, Greenlaw was out, DFF was in. That's where the blowout took place. But special teams has been good. He's been really, really good. So I think you're fine with him. Um, you know, he's going to be kind of that four, number four, number five linebacker, Marcelino McCrary ball. I think he's going to probably pass Ooh, him on the depth I think chart. He's gonna get up. Yeah. Curtis Robinson. I think he's going to pass him on the depth chart. I think he's a special teams only player and that, that's remember, not a bad thing. And remember Robinson started the season off last week on the IR and then it yep. was just, it was just kind of like games. It was, you come back. All right. Now we're back again. Oh, we need another player. You're going to go back on this. Like it was one of those type of things for him. So I would like to see what he can do as well. Uh, we, we're not talking about one linebacker. Who are we missing? Um, we got his D's. Um, Warren let's Burks. see here. Who Oren yeah. Burks is signed. He's not going anywhere. So he's going to be the starter. He's uh, Oren Burks. I expect to slide into Aziz's role. Well, that's why I, I brought him up. I knew he wasn't free, but I wanted to know what you thought his role was going to be. Going. I thought he's incredible this year, man. I really, really did. Was he as good as Aziz? No, but that dude played starter level snaps. Okay. Um, and I, I was very, very, very pleased with what he put on tape this year and like literally jumped off the tape several times. And if we look at just the like um, PFF numbers uh, on what he did this year, like he he, he had really good numbers. Uh, I'm trying to find him on there. Sorry, it's loading. But like the dude played really, really well all year. Um, Oren Burks he didn't get a lot of snaps, but I really did like him, really liked him. I'm con- I'm concerned. All right, so if, if all right, I, well, I like oh, he's that. number six. Sorry, he was the number six overall defender for the 49ers from PFF. So but he only played 177 snaps. Right, limited snaps. But if Oren Burks moves up to the Aziz role, right, which means he's only on the field during your base packages, blah 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 blah. Depending on the teams come out with three wideouts or whatever, you won't see much of Oren Burks. And I think a lot of teams in the NFL are going to that. So teams have to have that good nickel. How important, John, is it to find the nickel back then? Because that's what we're missing. And that a lot of people aren't, we're not, we're not really sitting here talking about how well Jimmy ended up translating into a damn good nickel corner. That's, and that's a mistake on my part. Um, I was pretty rough on Jimmy early on because his transition was not smooth. <laughs> whatever no, he came in. But he got better and better and better. And if you look at the NFC Championship game, he was lights out. Now he gave up the catch, you know, the one-handed catch that wasn't a catch. That was really bad coverage, but it was drop anyway. Should have been whatever. But outside of that, he played incredible. Now, if you're talking about the number three linebacker. So, again, let's put this. Aziz played 383 snaps this year. Jimmy Ward in the nickel played 640. So you're literally talking about a two-for-one importance Mm -hmm. level. So, yeah, wait, 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 hold on, hold on. It's like a slight pause, John. Mm-hmm. Yes, what sir. I like to do on the show, especially when you're on here, we kind of want to break that down. We want to we want to explain to that what that means. OK, so, so when teams come out in a double tight or a double back set, this is a 21 or 12 personnel. The way the numbering works, running backs, guys, that's what he's talking my about. first job as a coach was I was the personnel booth coach where I just sat up in the booth um, and I would just watch the offensive huddles break. And, you know, you'd have your tight ends numbers memorized and your running backs numbers memorized. So whenever they broke or people come in off the sideline, you just start screaming 21, 21, 21, which means two running backs. That's the first number one tight end. 
So if a team comes out in that, so like the 49ers, if they come out with Kyle Juszczyk, Christian McCaffrey, and George Kittle, that's 21 personnel. You want to be in your base defensive formation, which is a traditional 4-3. Four down linemen, three linebackers. That means Aziz is on the field. Now, the 49ers are different because they do more 12 and 21 personnel than anybody in the NFL. So if you're playing a team like the Arizona Cardinals, who have been coached terribly, um, I do expect that to continue with their recent hire. I thought that they totally botched the hiring process for a new head coach, but whatever. If they come out in 11 personnel, which means one running back, one tight end, right? Um, so James Conner, Zach Ertz. Now you're taking off. You're going from a 4-3 to a nickel or a 4-2-5, Okay. Nickel means five, four, two, five means five DBs. So you're taking out Aziz, your third linebacker, and you're bringing in your nickel back, which early on in the year was Samuel Womack, then Demo, then once um, Jimmy Ward came back, it was him. The NFL is in that uh, nickel packages or sub-package defenses is constantly referred to, even though it's used more than anything else. It used to be called sub-packages. That is almost 70% of the time. So it's like a 70-30 split. 30% you're in a 4-3, 70% you're in a 4-2-5 with that nickel backer out there. So that's kind of where that fits. So the nickel player is such a more important player in today's NFL. If you jump back at a time machine in your DeLorean and go back to the 90s or the 80s, it's flipped. And so that's the difference. There it is. So, guys, again, base, your base defense, just to sum it all up, is when those teams come out there with not three wide, when they don't see three wide receivers out there on the field. Three wide receivers out there. Just go, if you guys don't understand it, go play Madden. And when teams showed up in three wide outs, you're going to have a nickel back out there. Make sure you're in your nickel package. If yeah. not, you're putting a linebacker on a wide receiver, and the quarterback shouldn't be able to lo- notice that, and it should be easy pickings and easy money for him. And I'll say yeah. this, Wayne, you have said several times, and I agree with you, the nickel position is probably the hardest to play in today's NFL on the defensive side. Because yeah, you don't have inside help or out outside help you have a two-way go if you're an outside corner you could turn your back to the sidelines and just focus on the inside as a nickel they could go inside outside and you got to help in the run game like you have to do it all you have to do it all um, and so when we personneled whenever i was coaching and we were like picking what players go where the nickel was the fastest toughest toughest guy we could find fastest toughest dude we could find that could kind of do a little bit of everything which is hard because you look at guys like Shark K1 Williams. He's tiny. That dude's he, he a little bitty dude. Weighs like 180. Which is uh, but he's got to play linebacker role. Yeah. So that it's it's a hard spot to find. It it, it truly is, and I th- I don't think a lot of people pay attention to uh, the detail. And I, I know I, we the reason why we were hard on Jimmy Ward is because like his 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 succession rate was like a hundred percent. Like yeah, they throw the ball to catch. First three games, he didn't – there was every single target. I think it was like 19 and 19. So, like 19 <laughs> targets, 19 catches allowed. It took him a minute, but he got there. It was terrible. It was it was, it was, it was really terrible. And so, I kept saying, guys, you got to give him time. He's got to adjust. It was more of him in his mindset just accepting the damn role. Yeah. I, I really think that's kind of like what it is. And it seemed like he always played better against better competition. When it was like – no name people in the nickel spot. He was getting burnt, and then when it was like 
a Metcalf or uh, whatever, he he stepped up to the plate. So maybe Jimmy is just built differently. I'm going to put a poll question out there in the chat. Make sure you guys hit that like button, all right? And if you're not subscribed to the channel, go ahead and do the subscription right now. You can subscribe to both channels while you're here. The poll question is simply saying which position should be most addressed in free agency. I'm going to give you four. The tackle, the ed- right tackle, the edge, defensive tackle, or the nickel corner. The nickel corner. Hmm. All right, so let's see like what they that. say out there. John, That's what, hard. I got to ask you this. Free agency is what we're talking about in the show. Teams needs. What would you say out of these position groups? Because, we oh, we didn't go through the thing. You know what? Hold that question. Go ahead and finish the, ed, the, uh, the line. Let's start with the line. Yeah, the line is the biggest. Uh, you had 14 players signed last year on the defensive line. Uh, 10 are leaving or scheduled to leave. Well, it leaves you with four dudes. So now you can throw in one more with Kalia Davis. So you can say you got five. This is going to be a massive, massive uh, replacements uh, just across the board. And, you know, you, you've got your rookie Drake Jackson. Can he step up? He's coming back. You got Kinlaw and Armstead and Kalia Davis. That's your three. And you got Bosa. That's it. That's it. So, you know, you're losing to Ebucom, or at least, again, these are players that are scheduled to leave. Not necessarily. You're going to bring some back. Correct. But Ebicom, Hassan Ridgeway, Kerry Hyder, Maurice Hurst, Jordan Willis, um, Kevin Givens, Charles Aminahue. Like, that's a lot of cats. That's a lot of cats that are leaving or scheduled to leave. You got to figure some stuff out. Um, and y- y- I'm going to be really honest. The defensive line probably got the worst grade of the entire team last year. If I'm giving out grades for units, defensive line got dead last grade. But you had the best defensive player on there. It was Bosa and Armstead and then just a bunch of guys. And so what are you going to do? That, that's – I think I just kind of told you how I would vote on your poll. And I got you. <laughs> and, and last year, dude, they were building depth on that defensive line, and they thought that it, it – they, they, they did the same exact thing as the Philadelphia Eagles did. They built the depth. The only difference was – the Eagles' depth were just well more. They were top heavy. They were, yeah. They had six quality D linemen. Um, I, we went with ten um, average linemen. You know what I mean? But the word was quality. It's yeah. quality over quantity. I don't think yeah. people. <laughs> it's so simple. It's always quality over quantity. And I'm not telling y'all to go out there and buy all the name brand foods and the name brand this and whatever, whatever. But listen, if it's if it satisfies your constraint of what quality means to you, then you do that. But it's usually quality over quantity. And if you want to know the difference between the defensive lines and plus both and both lines had injuries, so let's keep it a buck. They had quality players. We didn't, and we can go through that, which we shouldn't. But I think this year, I think this year, Kyle Shanahan is going to revamp that. Listen, Chris, I know you could work with anybody, but I we need to get you quality players out of those games. Just a real quick thing to back up what you just said, which was perfect. Seven out of eight of the lowest season grades on defense were all defensive linemen. Seven out of eight. 31 players took defensive snaps this year for the defense. Seven out of eight lowest graded players on the defense. And the only one that wasn't was Janoris Jenkins, who was a terrible signing in my opinion, but whatever. So We had to do uh, what we had to do, bro. Yeah. Yeah, he was so bad on special teams. I don't know why they stuck with that cat. He was terrible. Let me ask you this. Janoris Jenkins or Drake Kirkpatrick? 
Yeah. Okay. 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 That's like, <laughs> that's like, that's like saying, okay, do you want Janoris Jenkins or John Chapman out there and freaking cover three? You I was, know, it was Janoris Jenkins or Josh Norman. It was Janoris hey, Jenkins or, I mean, I, it's, it's like you got to yeah. pick your poison, which gotcha. they're both poisons. Which one Montrez you want? Knight. That's who it should have been. Should have been cute. Should be cute. <laughs> um, that's funny. So look, that's your defensive line. John gave you his answer. You're gonna be mad at me, y'all out there, because I'm with John. I feel like as much as we need offensive linemen, and I get it, and I know typically you can draft a defensive tackle, but they don't always pan out. They might end up like some of the players we have, like just average, right? I personally feel like, and I know, John, if if, we, if it came down to this, edge or tackle in, in, in free agency, which one you sign? Defensive tackle or right tackle? Defensive tackle or, or edge? We talk defense. Uh, I'd go edge. Okay, so I would go defensive tackle. And so, okay. and, 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 and it's funny, and I know why you're going edge, and it makes all the sense to get Nick Bosa a quality piece. We did that. We tried it, D4, didn't work out. And I'm not saying we don't do it again, but John, name, let's go to the free agent list. That's why yeah. we're here. Let's go to free agent list. Let's do it, baby. And we want to talk, are we talking DT first or are we talking edge nope, first? Let's, let's go edge because I need to know, dreaming, which edge rusher pairs up with Nick Bosa on this free agency list? The best is Robert Quinn, but he's 33 years old and he's going to be 10 million. Like he's the best. If you want sacks, if you want guaranteed production, Robert Quinn would be the guy, uh, just a pass rush specialist. I don't think that they do that. And I, I don't expect them to do that. Uh, th listen to throwback and listen to Wayne. I'm going to let you guys take this one. away. <laughs> I, listen, I get it. And, 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 but I'm a Marcus Davenport guy. I always have been. I think he would be the perfect pairing. Perfect pairing for Nick Bosa. Why? He reminds you of what Kerry Hyder did that year Nick Bosa got hurt. I feel like he's always doing that. That's what he does. He can get you sacks. What was his sacks on this past season? He did deal with some injuries. Don't get it twisted. Yeah, he, this he, year was rough. He he had nine sacks the year before. Correct. And so that that's what was huge. And I will say this. If you look at what Marcus Davenport does, it fits 100% with what the 49ers want out of defensive end. Somebody that can stop the run first, but also can bring pass rush. So he fits that to a T. Which is right? what they thought when they traded for Samson Ebukam, or when they signed Samson Ebukam, they thought they were going to get exactly that. Now, I, I thought he was pretty decent in stopping the run, but his pass, his pass rushing skills just weren't there. Weren't there. Weren't he there. was second uh, on the team with five sacks. Me personally, if I had to pick between one of those edge rushers, and I believe we did this exercise already, and a lot of people like Jordan Willis, I get it. Give me Charles O'Mena Hugh. Like, sign him. That's the guy that I feel like would be best staying with the 49ers moving forward. What are your thoughts on that? And the versatility. I, I'm a big Omenahue guy. I, I'm curious to see what happens with all the new stuff that happened because I think that will play a role. Um, but I love Omenahue as a player. Uh, D-tackle, D-end, run, pass rush. He he does it all very, very well. I like him a lot. Um, now, two, two defensive players that I do want to sign that are not in-house. One of them is Arden Key. I want to bring him back. Ain't no way, bro. <clears throat> You said Why? because you said, oh, I want to. I I, I agree with you, but he's going to Robert Quinn money. That He's yeah. going to get Robert Quinn money, which I would rather pay him the Robert Quinn <clears throat> money than Robert Quinn, if that makes sense. 
fair enough. And then defensive tackle, and this is a big point. Here we go with why I said edge is if you look at the defensive tackle class, man, there's a bunch of dudes. My number one hire that I want from the defensive tackle class is Puna Ford. The dude that played for Seattle Seahawks, I think he's one of the best run-stuffing defensive tackles. Think about Hassan Ridgeway on steroids. I would still take that is who I want. One year deal, John. John, I want both. I want both. Yeah, right. I want both. Um, but there's so many good defensive tackles um, that I think that you could you could go get. You can get some of these older guys like Akeem Hicks. I'm sorry, Akeem Hicks. Both Eagles tackles, which I think they'll probably be done. Flexer Cots and Javon, Jaron Hargrave. But like, there's just so many guys. Deron Payne, who you brought up so many times. Like I get there's there's ten dudes. There's that 10 dudes, I would be very John, happy. But which one is going to give you the quality? And so Puna Ford. I want specialists. I want people that are going to be a dominant run stuffer or a dominant pass rusher. Pass rusher. That's what I want. But but is he is he is he an or guy or is he one or the other? Ah, uh, Puna Ford. Let's 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 see here. Let's see. Yeah. Because, I, because that's why I like Deron Payne or Hargreave, right? Because they're they're both. So you, yeah, so if we're looking at Puna Ford, he's got seven and a half career sacks last year, three sacks, two sacks, two sacks the last so three years. Stuffer. Yeah. He's a run stuffer. Um, but I mean, if three sacks would have been what third for us this year? Yeah, but I but can you uh, my thing is this you get the pressure from the interior, it helps the exterior so much. And so he does have 27 quarterback hits. So he's he's get he's hitting the quarterback. Okay. But yeah, it's not his forte. He is one of the best run stuffers in the NFL. Period. Okay. I either way, they got to they got to fulfill these. These are the two. Me, I'm going these two. I'd rather let Colton McKivitt start at right tackle and and then figure out and and, and draft the center or, or sign a center and figure out how they're going to pay the, the money there. Yes. Yeah. And these are the same conversations that take place inside uh, Santa Clara. These are the exact same things because it's a it's a if or and. OK, do we pay a right tackle? OK, well, that money is being taken away from the defensive line. OK, if we put all of the money on defensive line, well, then now we have to use our draft picks on this and we got a red shirt and we got to go into that. These conversations that Wayne and I are having right now are the exact same conversations that the 49ers have in trying to get their plan. Now what they have to do is they have to pivot because it, let's say we're going with Wayne. Wayne is John Lynch slash Kyle Shanahan. I'm Adam Peters. Okay. Gotcha. And Wayne says, look, we are spending the money on defensive line. That's what we're doing. And we say, okay, that's our plan. And so you go offer Deron Payne, you know, $10 million a year. And he says, sorry, I don't want to live in San Francisco. I want to go someplace with no state taxes. And so even though we chose to allocate that money that way, we lose out. Now you got to pivot because nothing ever goes the way that you Wave want it plan. to. Exactly. Where, uh, John, round of applause to John. Chatting. <laughs> you know how lucky I am for him to wake up early in the morning to be on this damn show? I love this, man. Um, Look, bro, I, I feel like you're so dead on about what what the plan is going to be. The 49, I, and I really do think their plan is defense. I mean, they've, they've been trying to draft the defensive guys and – Kinlaw, it hasn't worked out. I just feel like they need to go ahead and get a solid piece, an anchor on that defense. Uh, maybe they draft an edge. Maybe they don't. There's some good edges you can get later in this draft, too. I've seen at least 15 of them 
and all 15 ain't going in the first or second round of the uh, from the and that was just from the senior bowl. I didn't even mix in the juniors from the other uh for the rest of the people going to the combine. Combine is gonna be lit too, by the way. I'm just saying, I feel like Drake Jackson's gonna take a step up. Uh, he's gonna take a step up in the role that he's gonna. I think he really feels in that Samson Ebucom role. Uh, but I still think you bring in somebody. I think yes. you bring in a bring in a person. Now maybe you're right. Maybe you allocate the money and you and you get the guy that you mentioned from Seattle, and then you get an edge rusher that can just you know do a specialist, which is what they did with D Ford. They got to go back to that way. That way worked because that was Nick Bosa's first year. D Ford was a specialist. Let me put. Let's make that clear. Elvis Dumerville before him. You remember Shanahan's like first year. Specialist. I didn't even think about this. They're specialists. And they were free agents. Well, they traded for D Ford. But my point is they're going to go out and try to figure out how to get some specialists in here. A, to not put too much on the plate of a young kid like a Drake Jackson, who's young, by the way. Super. Talk about how young he is. It's so, I I think it's, I don't know. It, It seems like they tried going with these complete players like Armstead that's like perfect against the run, good against the pass, and you know Kinlaw that's great against the run, okay versus the pass, but like they went run game first with every single person they brought in. Every single person. It, and everything was we got to stop the run to earn the right to rush the pass and it worked, okay? Because you had the number 1 defense whatever else. However, I do want a couple specialist guys like you said. El, El, uh, El, Elmer Dumerville, Elvis Dumerville had six and a half uh, sacks. Uh, that he was thirty three. Came in twenty seventeen. Had six and a half sacks. Just being a specialist, <laughs> I would be fine with that. I I, I thought the production that D Ford brought when he was healthy was so great for Nick Bosa. Nick yep. Bosa had a tremendous rookie season because D Ford was healthy for the majority of it, and then yeah. he his just body just broke down. Then Nick Bosa is his sophomore year he gets injured, and then. You know, you, the rest is history. Now he's defensive yeah. player of the year. So, and I'll say this: uh, the people hating on D Ford, I get it. I, I understand it. that. The reason why there is still eight million dollars dead cap on D Ford this year is because mm-hmm. of Trent Williams. D Ford did the 49ers a solid when yes, when Trent Williams, deal, John. That's right. We were going to lose Trent Williams to the Chiefs. He restructured. And his they went deal, to John. D Ford saying. We know you're not going to play for us. If you push this back, we'll add a little bit onto it. D Ford could have said, no, I want my money now. He said, no, I want to help the team, even though I still feel I'm a part of this team. I still want to come back. Redid his deal just so we could keep Trent Williams. So I get the hate and how much money he's made. I understand that. But that dude, he came in clutch whenever it mattered. Um, I think he did us a solid twice because that was the second restructure or the first restructure. He just restructured again. So that we can keep somebody else other than Trent Williams. Yeah, I'm trying he, to tell you. I get it. I I understand the frustration, but context is important, right, Wayne? I agree. Context. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, this man. I'm mother sorry. sucker, yo. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, but context is important, right? Because uh, if you don't provide proper context, I mean, people, it's people will have imaginations and i think that's what's wrong with the world i think everybody needs to enjoy the imagination i miss having imaginations remember john me just painting a picture like giving you something you had to paint your own picture to how it worked out and how it ended and things like that yeah i was not good at those things 
Look, I'm not an imaginary look, look, look. guy. I'm not good at those things. Look at throwback. I didn't say it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, listen, guys, uh, I need you to do us a favor. We're not done yet. We have a few more minutes with you guys. Uh, listen, go out and support. Listen, the Wayne Breezy apparel is out. All right. And you can go to I bought my shirt. I hey. bought my shirt. And you it, it was funny because John was like, How do I buy this shirt? Like breezy. I'm like, hold on one second. I don't know. <laughs> I got it. I got it. It's on its way. It's on its way. I'm Go to www.twben.com backslash shop. Cop your Wayne Breezy apparel. We got hoodies. We got tees as of right now. The hats will be on their way. The hats will be on their way. All right. <laughs> I'm sorry, um, Wade. Let's get I'm to sorry. some salary cap talk because the 49ers Ooh. currently have $5.3 million to play around with before the new league year starts and, and, and all this stuff. And that's for their top 51 too, by the way. And so you might have to explain what top 51 means to those out there, but that's your top 51 players. I don't know if you have to do any more explanation than that, but yeah, that's kind of like how it works. So teams fill 90 roster spots um, going into training camp in the off season draft free agent. You, you sign 90. However, only the 51 top contracts count towards the salary cap. So players 52 through 90 don't count anything to the salary cap. Those are usually vet minimum, rookie deals, whatever else. So your top 51 players, that's where the salary cap comes in. Now, 5.3 is all the 49ers have to spend this year. That's it. But not so much. Uh, because the way the NFL works, um, you get to move stuff around. It's not like baseball. Um, there's a lot of ways to make money this year on the salary cap. So let's go through just a couple of those. Number one is BOSA. Nick Bosa is currently scheduled as a $17.8 million cap hit this year. However, he's getting re his deal's getting redone. That's gonna open that's gonna lower that number from 17 to about seven or eight. Uh, so to put that into perspective, Fred Warner was scheduled for like a $13 million cap hit. That lowered to like three. Um, so it, it the cap hit's gonna go down because you'll spread it out. So that adds, you know, $8 million. CMC has a $12 million cap hit. I think that would jump from 12 to 7. That's another $5 million. Um, then if you want to get into restructures with Warner, he's got an $18.5 million cap hit. It, and again, the only way you restructure these deals is if you believe in the player being on the team for three or more years. Correct. If not, it's kind of like a house refinance, right? Like, yes. well, are you going to be in the house for five or more years? All right, then it could work out based on the percentages that are out there. But if not, don't touch it, right? So if you don't think Fred Warner is going to be the linebacker for three or more years, you don't restructure him, right? Uh, but he's at 18 and a half. That could lower down to 10. So that's another eight and a half. And then Armstead, this is the question. Do you think Eric Armstead's going to be on the Niners for another three years? Wayne, do you think he will? Yeah, actually, I, 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 I think he retires with this team. Yeah, he loves this community. He's a Sacktown kid. You know, Walter Payton, man of the year, three years in a row, nominated by the 49ers. That cat ain't going anywhere. His wife's oh, a doctor cool. in the I, area. I, I figured out why he didn't annihilate Dak Prescott. Uh, you know why I'm is that? Because he knew Dak was going to win that award, and he didn't want Dak to show up in a brace and and – I'm trying to tell you, like, like he, they should have gave Eric Armstead the award just for that. I'm gonna let you live, so that you could walk across the stage without a neck brace on. I see what you're saying. Should have, should should have put him in the ground, man. Uh, but yeah, that's okay. That's okay. Uh, so he is the big one. 
that this is the biggest cap mover of everybody because he's got a $24 million cap hit this year. You can knock that down to 11 and get $13 million more if you expect him to be around for three or four more years. So if you do just those four things that I just brought up, you're talking $39 million that you get to spend just in those four moves. Um, so th there's flexibility to be had here. Mm. Hope that made I sense. Hopefully it wasn't too nerdy. No, no, no. It, make, it, make, it makes perfect sense. There's going to be flexibility. And this is why we have Parag Marate. And he's going to be able to work some things out. Now, I know there's a lot of things going out there, trades and things like that. And I saw my man Akash, he put something out about like all these cap hits and why these players won't be tradable because of the cap hits. But aren't some of these like... You get me riled up right here, bro. Well, I was going to ask you because aren't those post, I mean, pre-June 1st, after June 1st? Doesn't the, the hit lessen a little bit? Yeah, but when's the draft? The draft is out. Uh, ha, ha, ha. It's in April. That's right. So if, if you're all those hits. That's so, okay. Can, can I talk about Debo? Can I talk yeah. about Debo? Let's talk about Debo. I might get upset, but let's talk about Debo. Let's because do it. Here's, okay. Every damn off season, we're content creators. Like, this is what drives, pays my family's food, electricity, video games for my damn son. Uh, I don't it uh, anyway. I'm sorry. Oh, Peachy, real quick. We, we got to do this. Peachy, man, it's so good to see Peachy in here. You, you take it, this one away, Wayne. Yes, I have zero problems providing context. Just not sure people can handle Peachy's context, though. <laughs> have a great Friday. <laughs> She's the best, man. She is incredible. Listen, I, I don't have problems providing context either. Here's the thing. When I tweet something, it's my motherfucking tweet. I don't know yep. if it's not yours. You didn't tweet it. It's, it's just what comes out of my mouth at the time that I'm writing it. Nine times out of ten, there are typos in there. And I pay that Twitter service. And, and, and I just want to – I pay the Twitter service so that I can go back and edit something because I'm always having typos. It's unfortunate now that they – they put the blue check verified thing in that. It was the same service before the blue check verified. So if people are questioning why am I paying for my verification, A, it's because I can and I want to. B, it's because I was already paying for a service to edit my tweets because y'all were complaining that I was having typos. Not anybody watching the show, just those people that watch the show that want to complain and then go uh, create a, a new account and, and try to do something different. All I'm saying is when I provide a text or a tweet, I necessarily nine times out of ten, if I'm promoting news, I'm gonna give some I'm gonna give the context. But when I'm promoting like a hot take or something, it's that's just what it is. Trey Lance said this. My arm was dead because I did this. That's what I put in my text. I didn't break it down into detail that it was 20 months worth of throwing and three times a day and and didn't have any weeks. I don't have to put all that. The only reason why I even put that out there was because everybody was complaining that Trey Lance had a dead arm and they didn't want to believe it when Mike Silver said it, including me. I'm like, how the hell can you have a dead arm? I didn't realize that he put in all that time. All I did was put out a tweet and Trey confirming, which admitting and confirming is the same goddamn thing. I love this. It's it. I That's it. all I did. That's all I did. And I didn't know it was going to take off. So, Trey Lance, if you're watching, Quincy Avery, if you're watching, and I caused any disruption to your stuff, my apologies. But it's my Twitter. It's my yeah. unfollow. Click it. Yes. It's so simple. If you don't like something, you have the right 
to just not pay attention or move on. There's an unfollow. There's a mute. There's a block. We're big boys. You're big girls. You can figure it out. Move on. You're okay. You're okay. Now, the funny thing to me is all the people that get upset are the ones that are constantly attacking, 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 attacking. It's always the people that bully and attack and try to shame that are the most sensitive that there is. I love it when people make fun of me. I think it's hilarious. I love disagreements. I think it's hilarious. Yeah. That's okay. But people it's always, I don't know, man. I, mean, I just, I'm a lovable weird, guy. I just don't like to be told what to do yeah. and how to do it. That's and if they come in your uh, mentions, then hey, That's, guess what? You I came into my territory. You're in my backyard now. Right. So get ready for the wrath. Anyway, what it is. back to the show. We were talking about the matter of fact, I'm ready to end the show. Cause like at this point, you know, but, but all right, did, did we did we did we handle the salary cap, the 5.3? You talked about there was gonna be flexibility. Yeah. Give me some reasonable free agents the 49ers can probably go out there and get. Man, there's quite a few. Uh, you know, we talked about some of them as far as like edge and defensive tackle and spots like that. Um, you know, I, there's lots of safety players that you can get as well that are out there. You know, definitely high price guys, but guys like Adrian Amos, uh, Vaughn Bell, Eric Rowe. You know, there, there's so many guys out there that you can go grab and just be fine. So I really do like the 49ers base. I like where they're at. I think they've got some position to move around with actual capital and the salary cap, and they got 11 picks in the draft. This is going to be a fun offseason, Wayne, and I, I think the 49ers are going to be just fine. I really, really do. If you want to know why we're focusing on free agents as of right now, it's because that's what happens first, all right? The combine is going to happen, then free agency kicks in, and it's going to be a frenzy free agent frenzy and then the draft so guys give us some time we're going to be putting out exclusive content john's patreon is on level 1000 wayne's patreon is on level one but i'm gonna get there i promise i, I promise i'm gonna get there so it's gonna be a really good off season guys i love y'all happy friday enjoy your weekend i'll see you guys back here on monday all right john we'll see you again next friday and i'll see you tuesday uh for the john and wayne show it's been real stay up stay faithful always did i miss anything i just want to make sure i didn't miss anything because i always <laughs> god threw me off somebody threw me off I'm i wasn't sorry. thinking about it was me it was me my comment me. man i couldn't help it it's all but it's love though it's it's this yeah. is what we do all right uh have a great weekend guys enjoy ourselves peace out